Hey, this is Beth Nelson. I serve as the lead pastor at Prairie Heights Community Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for listening today. I hope this motivates you. I hope it builds your faith and helps you connect with Christ and a church family at Prairie Heights. Enjoy the message. Hey, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good to see you all, whether you're watching online, you're here in the room. It is good to be together. Hey, last weekend, we celebrated Easter. And uh, it was incredible how God moved here um, at Prairie Heights specifically and, and the ways we've heard so many stories already of what God has been doing in the hearts of people. Uh, we asked people to respond after the message and get this, we had over 373 people let us know of a specific spiritual step that they were taking and 84 people said yes to Christ for the very first time. Woo! That is a big deal. That is a big deal. And we always say there's a party going on in heaven. Every time one of those 84 say yes to Christ. And so God is on the move here at Prairie Heights. We are so thankful for his presence. As we come out of that song of listening and hearing God, uh, I'm just so thankful to be a part of this church family. Um, and as I think about Easter, one of the moments that is one of um, a really special moment to me happened after all four services, and it happened in the lobby. There's a prairie hider, his name is Eric, and he regularly serves with our kids, uh, the third through fifth graders in our summit area, and he's pours so much time and energy loving on them and helping them grow with God. And he came up to me, and it was one of those where as he approached, I could already tell we were both gonna be crying within a matter of seconds because tears were welling up in his eyes. And as he got closer, he was so choked up he couldn't speak. And as he tried to speak, he even began to sob. And as he could, through our conversation, just quickly get some words out, what he said to me and what he says to all of you is he said, thank you. Thank you for all of what happens around here at Prairie Heights and all the Prairie Heighters that have come alongside him in his season. He's been a part of Prairie Heights for three years and he said, over these last three years, I have needed my church family. I've needed this to be home and I've needed consistency. And I've been given that through being part of this church family, and so thank you. And then he ended by saying, I gotta go to my car and go cry and talk to God. <laughs> it was a really special moment, a moment that I won't forget, and his thank you is a thank you to all of us, and isn't it true that nothing's been consistent over the past several months, but yet here we are, and every single week, and, and throughout the days during the week, we gather in many different forms as part of a church family and we serve and we love and we look to a consistent God. We look to a God who is forever faithful, forever consistent, who doesn't change. His character never changes. He is unwavering. And so you and I, no matter what's going on in our life, we can find peace and hope in a consistent God. And we read in John 3, 3.16, it said, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That's what we celebrated last weekend on Easter. And I wanna highlight 
this verse one more time because it says, and it's going to lead us into this series, that God gave, that God gave so we could, so we could have life and abundant life, that we could have life for the full and not just now here on earth, but have eternal life with him in heaven. And so simply put, love gives because God loved the world so much that he gave and so love gives, period. And what if the local church, what if Prairie Heights, what if the local church was a place that we just kept giving? We just kept giving our time and our talent and our resources and our treasures. And when I say treasures, yep, I mean our finances and our money. What if we just kept giving nonstop and it was endless? And the posture of our heart was one that just said, we're going to give because love gives. And that's the example that we see from God. So we're going to give like Christ. In 1 John 3, 16 through 18, I'm going to read that for all of us. It says, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. Jesus gave. (laughs) So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? And then the last piece of the scripture, it says, dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. And that dear children part is saying, don't revert back to being a child in childlike ways. Be mature. Be mature. Grow in your spiritual maturity. And as we all grow in that maturity, what this verse is telling us is let's not merely say that we love each other, but let's show it by living out the truth by our actions. I really believe that what we do with what we've been given, whatever that might be, whatever we've been given in our talents, the way that God has made us, in our finances, that whatever we have been given, how we handle that and how we um, live that out and what we do with what we've been given, that it really matters. How we live and how we give really, really matters. And so as Alex said, we are entering into a three-week series and it's all about the power of generosity. The power of generosity. And when we talk about generosity, we talk about time, giving of our time, giving of our gifts and our talents, and giving of our finances. And so throughout this three weeks, we are going to talk and we're going to share stories of generosity in every single one of those areas and how as Prairie Hiders and a church family, we are living that out. We are living that out in such an incredible way and we're going to celebrate that. And yes, We are also going to talk about what we do with the money that we've been given and how to manage it in a way that God would ask us to. And what does God have to say about that? And so part of this, mostly next week, is going to be talking about financial giving and about God's heart and our heart for that. And so I want to get a couple things out of the way because I know when we talk about things like this, we can all... There's just some things that come up. And so let's get a couple things out of the way. Number one, Prairie Heights is in a healthy financial position. 
I want you all to know that. We are in a healthy financial position. We have months of operating expenses and savings. We have made it through the pandemic in an incredible way through your generosity. And so um, there are no hidden agendas. There's no hidden agenda. This series is not for Prairie Heights' bottom line. To be honest, it's for yours. And not your financial bottom line. It's for your spiritual bottom line. This series is for all of us. Number two, I don't want your money. God doesn't want your money. But I get it. You've maybe experienced control or power or authority and money and church. That it's, uh, There's some things that have maybe happened in your life or your past that it's just gotten wonky. And you haven't been treated well in that area. You've heard some things that maybe are untrue. I get it. I have some of that in my past. When I first started coming to Prairie Heights, it took me a long time to enter into the giving journey because I had some of that in my past. And so I get it. Um, Or maybe for some of you, you feel like you've had to give to belong. And I just want to be super clear. You never have to give at Prairie Heights financially to belong. You never have to give financially at Prairie Heights to belong. This is not a country club. This is not a gym. You can be a part of Prairie Heights and never give financially. But here's what we're going to do through this series is I'm going to invite you. It's an invitation. It's not a have to. And what I believe is that through the journey of generosity, through the journey of taking some steps in this area, what happens is, is that you and I learn that, guess what, it's actually better to give than it is to receive. And we get to experience God in some brand new ways. And I want to be super clear, at Prairie Heights, we're going to do anything short of sin to reach one more person for Jesus. That's what we're here to do. That's what we're about as a church family. And we're about going out and being sent into our community and being more like Jesus for the people that we live with, the people that we work with, the people that we are surrounded by in this community. And so simply put, as a church family, as we navigate through this journey of generosity, here's what's going to happen. Here's what I believe has happened in my life, and I've heard the story of hundreds of others. We're not going to make it about us. We're going to make it about others. And how as we all go on this journey together, that our impact together can really, and it already does, have an impact on other people. And so, number one, we will give like Christ gave. We will give like Christ gave. And so right now what I want all of you to do is I want you to put your hands out in front of you. Okay, everybody, if you're watching online right now, everybody put your hands out in front of you. And what we're gonna do, you're gonna think I'm crazy, but we're doing it anyway. We're going to take three deep breaths together. Ready? Okay. What I want you to do is I want you to think about what's going on inside you. Right now in this moment, what are you thinking about? What's the posture even of your physical body? Besides thinking I'm a little crazy, what else is going on in your brain? Do you feel annoyed? Is there tension built up? What's going on inside of you? 
What is the posture of your physical body and the posture of your heart by what we've talked about already? All right, now what I want you to do with your hands is I want you all to clench your fists real tight. Everybody clench your fists real tight. Okay, now open your hands. Okay, now I want you to clench your fists again, close real tight. Now I want you to open your hands again. Do you feel that? We're going to clench them one more time. When you clench them, when you clench your hands like this, you can't help it but feel physical tension in your arm, right? You, you, your whole body starts to kind of do this when you clench. But put your hands out. Shake a little bit. Take a deep breath. And when your hands are out like this, when your hands are open, even your physical posture is at ease. And when we talk about generosity, this is where God wants us to be. This is the vision that God has for our life, is hands wide open, offering and ready to give at any moment. And so where are you, where are you at today? Are you in a place where you're, you're kind of like hanging on to a few things? but giving of some things? Are you in a place where you're given all the time in multiple ways? Are you at a place where, man, even so far, so many things have been triggered and you're defensive and you're feeling like this, arms crossed and not wanting to hear it? <laughs> and I'll lovingly say, I want you to know like God wants to do something radical in your life. And here's the thing, not only does God want us to live life like this, but guess what? The people that you live with, that you're married to, that you parent, those people, they want you to live like this too. The people that you live next to, that you work with, they want you to live your life with hands wide open. A posture of generosity and a posture of giving. We read in Proverbs 11:24 and 25, and the Proverbs is known as a wisdom book. So if you need, ever need some wisdom, jump into Proverbs. Start reading. <laughs> and what we read specifically in this verse is it says, one gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. And see, this, this passage specifically of scripture, it communicates a principle that is sewn into the fabric of God's word. If you take God's, uh, take the Bible, take who God is, and you pick out the patterns and the themes, that one verse that we just read in Proverbs, this is a pattern and a theme of something that God and Jesus taught while he was here on earth that is consistent over and over and over again. And it's the more you grasp and hold, the more you need. The more you grasp and hold, the more you need. Those who give freely and generously find that they're happier, healthier, and that they experience more blessings. And a lot of this, let's be honest, it comes down to mindsets. And whether you believe in God or not, there is a realness to living a generous life and the mindset and your overall happiness and experience in this life. Uh, Stephen Covey, maybe you've heard of him. He's an author, a businessman. 
And he highlights this idea of an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. And he talked about it in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And the scarcity mentality, I'm going to read that for you, uh, what that means from Stephen Covey's perspective. He says, most people are deeply scripted in what I call the scarcity mentality. They see life as having only so much, as though there were only one pie out there. And if someone were to get a big piece of the pie, it would mean less for everybody else. So on the flip side of that mentality is the abundance mentality. And an abundance mentality, it springs from internal security, that you're not comparing yourself to others, that you're uh, not looking at external rankings, opinions, possessions, or associations. And when we say abundance, it just means more. It means that it's full, that there's enough, that there's plenty. And abundance means hands wide open, that we don't have to hang tight to anything. We don't have to say, no, that's, I gotta keep that, that's mine. We, don't have, we can live like this because we know that there's more. We know that there's enough. And here's the key to this mentality and this mindset, whether you believe in Jesus or not. It's not about what you have. It's not about what you have currently. It's about your mindset of, am I gonna keep whatever I have and hold tight and always be desiring more? Or I'm gonna live free with open hands, with generosity, with I'm, I'm ready to give. I'm ready to give at all moments. There was also a study done in 2018 and it was done by some psych- psychological uh, psychology, psychological, same, but I said that wrong, so I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> psychology researchers, uh, their names are Ed and Samantha, and they gave university students, get this, they gave them $5 every day for five days, okay? And then what they did is they had to spend the money on the exact same thing each one of those five days. So each participant got $5 every day for five days and they had to spend it on the very same thing each one of those days. They were randomly assigned where to spend their money, either on themselves or on someone else, such as leaving a money tip and a tip jar at the same cafe. Okay, get this. Here's what the study found after those five days with those university students, college students. It said, participants, all of them, started off with similar levels of self-reported happiness. And those who spent money on themselves, all five days, $5 on themselves, reported a steady decline in happiness over the five-day period. But happiness did not seem to fade for those who gave their money to someone else. The joy from giving for the fifth time in a row was just as strong as it was from the start. And that was just $5. That was just $5. And what gets me is not only was the happiness consistent for the people who gave it away every single day, what gets me is the people who spent it on themselves, did you hear that? Happiness declined. Anybody else gone on a shopping binge hoping it would make you feel better? 
I've had those moments. And it doesn't matter how nice the shirt looks. And it doesn't matter how great the new car is or the stuff in the back yard that you just bought. For whatever reason, two weeks later, the happiness in your heart and in your soul, it didn't change because of stuff. It didn't change when we spent it on ourselves. And that gets really real for me because I've felt that in my own life and I've seen it in so many of us. And here's the truth, generosity, it's a journey. It's a journey for all of us. It's not a destination. We aren't gonna arrive in this. It's a, it's a way of living. It's not just a one-time choice. It's not just a, I'm gonna check the box here and I'm gonna follow these set of rules and here's how I'm gonna do it. It's, it's not that. Generosity is a journey for all of us and that's why it require, requires of us to have this mindset of hands wide open, of abundance, of enough, of if I give all of it, do I trust God enough to supply my need? So what does that look like in all of our lives? I want us to jump into a scripture we find in Acts and just for a little context, in the book of Acts, we hear and learn all about what God was doing in the early church. So after Jesus uh, went, he rose again, and he left this earth and he went to be in heaven. When the early church began, it was radical faith, radical faith of people. And we read in Acts 20, 32 through 35, we're gonna read um, a letter and a message that Paul wrote. And Paul, it was his farewell to the elders of the church of Ephesians, the church of Ephesus. And so this is weird, and I'm, uh, but as I was reading this, I'm just going to share this with all, as I was reading this, and as I was thinking about Paul, and I'm not thinking about him in an age standpoint, because I don't know how old he was. I could have found out, but I didn't do that. I don't know, I didn't do that. So I'm not gonna tell you anything because that would be false and I don't wanna do that. So, uh, but what I was picturing in my brain about Paul is like he's my grandpa, okay? So as we read this, I want you to think, and when I think about that, I just think when you want wisdom and you just wanna know what to do, like sometimes you ask somebody that's been through a lot of life. So that's all I'm saying. Like Paul went through a lot of life. (laughs) And when I read this, I just think, Hey, that's super wise. Thank you. So let's jump in. Uh, He says, now I'm turning you over to God, our marvelous God, whose gracious word can make you into what he wants you to be and give you everything you could possibly need in this community of holy friends. And so he's just really saying to the elders of the church, he's saying, I'm I'm turning the leadership over, you've got it. (laughs) And God knows what he wants to happen in this group of believers. He goes on to say, I've never, as you so well know, had any taste for wealth or fashion. He's saying, you know what, like silver, gold, all that stuff, Paul's like, not my thing. Wealth, I'm not here on this earth to like build wealth, I'm good. Um, He says, with these bare hands, I took care of my own basic needs and those who worked with me. And so I just hear him saying, like, I took care 
of what I needed and I took care of the people around me. And then he says, in everything I've done, I have demonstrated to you how necessary it is to work on behalf of the weak and not exploit them. I hear Paul saying how important it is to live with our hands wide open and have our eyes wide open to the people around us who um, might need some things, how to help support and bless the people around us, how not to judge them or exploit them. And then he finishes with saying, you'll not likely go wrong here if you keep remembering that our master, and that's Jesus, said, you're far happier giving than getting. And in another uh, version of that, one of the ways that Jesus, I'm just going to read it here from this Bible. Um, it says, Acts 20 in verse, that last verse, 35. Another way of saying that is he said, the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And so that's the mindset and that's the heart posture we're gonna have at Prairie Heights is that we will give more than we receive. That as we continue to grow together as a church family, we're gonna live with our hands wide open with a heart and a mindset of um, we're gonna give more than we receive. And I am so stinking proud of our local church. <laughs> I'm so proud to be part of this local church. Two weeks ago, we had what we call Servilization Sunday, and there were well over 400 people who participated in a variety of ways. And we gathered all over this city, and we blessed people and organizations. And uh, I'm gonna read a quick card. There was a group that went to the Boys and Girls Club, and they did some painting. And here's the thank you card that we got. It says, thank you so much for all your help on Sunday. The teen club looks fantastic and the teens are loving it. Your group of volunteers showed us that there is power in numbers. By completing that huge project in just a few hours, we truly couldn't have done it without you. And when I showed up there and I saw all the people there painting, I... Those were exactly my thoughts. There, are there is a power in numbers. There is a power in numbers. If one person had gone to paint what that whole center, guess how long that would have taken? Weeks or months? In a matter of hours, there were many people who gathered and completed that to bless teenagers, to give them an environment and a space that felt more mature for them and the work that they're doing together and building relationships. What stood out to me is there's power in numbers. There's power in numbers. And, and then I wanna highlight the Easter baskets. Alex talked a little bit about that, but did you know that our Kid Venture group and our Oxygen group, weeks before, they donated a bunch of items so that we could put together these Easter baskets. And we had other Prairie Hiders who donated items. And so that was happening weeks before Civilization Sunday and we had gathered 20 names of families who they wouldn't have had an Easter meal that weekend. And so on Sunday, all the items were collected and get this, the generosity of Kid Venture and Oxygen and many of you multiplied that 20 to 60. We blessed 60 families with a full Easter meal with toys and candy, and then that was delivered by Prairie Hiders personally to their homes. 
That's the power of community. That's the power in numbers. That's the power of impact. It's the power of generosity. And all throughout that day, no matter what people were doing, here's what I heard. Over, well over 10 people looked at me and looked at many of our staff and said, what else can we do? What else can we do? That's who I want to surround myself with, is people are saying, what else can I do? What else can I do and what else can I be a part of and how else can we make an impact together and how else can we live generously in such a way that it's not about what we can take and what we can have, but it's about what we can give and what we can share and what we can be a part of in this community. How we live and how we give generously really matters because of how we can have an impact on others. And when we give generously, it blesses other people and it makes it not about us. It's not about what we can have and what we can take and what we can know. It's about all those things coming together so we can give. And we can give generously. And here's what I believe about the local church, uh, and it's just truth. (laughs) It's the way Jesus and God designed it. That the local church has been an agent for change since the very beginning that the local church has been an agent for change since the very beginning. And I don't know about you, but I believe our world needs some change right now. And I want to be surrounded with people who believe in the local church that together we can make a change. And guess what our post is? Our post is in Fargo, Moorhead, West Fargo, in the surrounding communities around us. This is our post. This is where God has planted us to make a local impact, to give and live generously in such a way that it ripples out into this community that even the people who have never stepped foot in Prairie Heights are impacted by what happens and what God is doing because of all of us going out and being the church and living generously. This is our post. The local church is meant to be change in a world that right now needs different and needs change and needs more love And what do we know? Love gives. Love gives. And it doesn't give with strings attached. It doesn't give with, well, I've been hurt, so I'm not gonna. Love just gives. And that's a journey for all of us. Justin and Amanda, uh, they have been on a generosity journey together. And it's fair to say that when Justin began coming to Prairie Heights years ago, that he came with closed fists. (laughs) And I want you to go ahead and take a look at their story now. He actually started um, giving first. God was still pretty new to me at that time, at that stage. Like, he was brand new to me in a way that I had never experienced him before. And I didn't know it at the time. God was kind of pressing into me. It, It was a real challenge. And he wanted to start something. It was July of 2018, a couple months after we got married, we kind of just decided what was most important for us and just felt a nudge to, to give that full 10%. You know, we had just had a, a new baby boy and like, so we had daycare bills and like diapers and all the things, right? And I still felt so strong about giving that 10% away and so that same year when we did our taxes we realized that we had almost the identical 
money come back to us in salary increases. And that was like the most insane thing that I'd ever seen. Because it didn't make any sense to us. God just kind of like weaved his way into our life in weird ways that all started with tithing. Even though we maybe didn't understand it at the time, uh, we kind of look back now a little bit and say, like giving was a, a significant part of our, our journey as a husband and wife. Uh, we want to leave a, a really strong legacy in that. We really want to pave the way for our children to understand what that looks like. It's, it's fun to see them explore that. Um, not just being free with their money, not just giving wherever they can, um, but seeing them say, all right, I want this, so I need to save for it. But also, I really want to put a dollar in the, in the giving tray this week. <laughs> so just kind of watching them start that journey um, has been fun. Uh, I could fully tell anybody that if I hadn't started giving, I wouldn't be the person I am today. It's not until after the journey has begun that you can look back on, on the journey that you traveled and you can be like, that was a significant moment. That one step, that $5, $10, 20 whatever it is, was a significant shift in my journey. It changed the trajectory of my life. Somewhere along the line, giving became less of I have to do this and it became more of I get to do this and so when I would serve on the weekends and see that you know kids getting to bring home Bibles you know you're being obedient to God and you know you you're seeing this happen around you um, whether it's you know doing oil changes for single moms or giving Bibles to kids or getting to throw a party when somebody says yes to Christ um, you, you give and then you take ownership and you get to see what the impact is. Right? I'm so thankful for those two. I'm thankful that they're willing to share their story and, and I know and I, I was, I've been on their journey for years with them. And I've grown in relationship with them. And I know for a fact that going from closed fist to open hands was not like an easy button. <laughs> it wasn't for them. You heard part of their story. Uh, for them to stay consistent and to still trust when they've got a new baby and, and to keep giving with open hands, even when it didn't make sense, when it would be easier to hold back and take back. And uh, their story is our story. Their story is your story. And that kind of story of taking a step and being willing to trust God in an area that's super scary to trust God and to see that all come full circle and to see their hearts, that's what I want, that's what we want for everyone. We just wanna see God work in your life. We just want God to work. I want God to work in my life. And that happens in a variety of ways. And, and here's the thing, next week we are gonna talk about the heart of giving. We're gonna talk about what God wants from a heart perspective for all of us when it comes to our financial giving. And I am gonna give an invitation to all of us to take a step. 
And so why am I telling you that today? I'm telling you that today as we close because I want you to know that it's not a hook. <laughs> like there's no hook. I don't want to surprise you because it's not about me and it's about you and it's about what we want for you. And so I just want to be super upfront about that. That for some of you, you've maybe never given financially to God or to a local church. And I'm going to challenge you. We're going to challenge each other to take a trust challenge. And maybe for some of you, you're going to take that very first step of giving. Maybe for others of you, you're going to be more intentional and you're going to schedule it. Right now, it's kind of random. It happens when you think of it. And you just need to be intentional in that. And the third, for some others of you, you're going to choose a specific percentage. And you're going to trust God with that. And then for others of you who have been living, um, you've been living a generous life and you've been living by honoring God with your finances, you know what your question becomes? And this is where it gets real crazy and you kind of offer it all up to God and you, and you start praying, God, what do you want me to keep? God, what do you want me to keep? Because the rest I'm gonna give. And that could be give anywhere. I'm not saying give specifically here. That, it's just living that life of generosity. And so we're gonna pick that up next week as we continue this generosity journey together. And I wanna be super clear, it's all between you and God. And it's an invitation. It is not a have to. It's all between you and God and what God might wanna do in your heart and in your life. There's no agenda, there's no hook other than... <laughs> I'll be honest, I just want more stories like Justin and Amanda. That's all I care about. I just care about more stories of people leaning in, people uh, trusting Jesus with their life, whole life, not just a couple areas, but all of it. I just want more people breaking free from addiction, breaking free from financial stresses, breaking free from marital pain. I just want more stories of what God wants to do in each of our lives. And so bottom line, that's what it's about. And I am so thankful to journey with each and every one of you. I'm so thankful to know that I haven't arrived and that together we get to spur each other on and challenge each other in our walk with God. And so I love you. I love you. And I just want God to work in your life. And so I'm thankful that we're on this journey together. I'm gonna to say a prayer for all of us. Jesus, I thank you for these people. I know that this topic can be a challenging one. And so Jesus, I just pray, um, I pray for all defensive things to be washed away. God, and it doesn't even matter what the next step is for all these people. For me, even, God, would you speak to my life? Would you tell me what my next step is, God? Would your Holy Spirit be the leader of our life? God, I get so excited, and you know this about me, Jesus. <laughs> I get so excited when I think about the impact that hundreds of people can have together. God, you created the local church to be a church of people that we're willing to give. And so God, would you help us to lean into this and to lean into the message that you have for us. God, there are circumstances going on in these people's lives in my life today that don't make sense. 
that we can't figure out. And so God, would you meet us? Would you lead us and would you guide us? We love you so much. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to those of you who give generously to Prairie Heights. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit prairieheights.com give for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or even take a screenshot and share it on your social media and tag us at Prairie Heights. Thank you for listening.